Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The following segment is from the Off-Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. This interview is totally different from what I thought it was going to be when I asked you to come on yesterday because the Jets were in control of this thing. I can't believe I'm saying those words out loud, but they were. It was 27-17. Things were rolling along. And then the fourth quarter happened. What changed in the last quarter of this game? I, I, yeah, you're exactly right, Rob, because you did message me when it was 27-17, and I thought, I'm going to have to start my Tuesday talking about the Patriots losing to the 0-8, previously 0-8 Jets, and that was no way to start a Tuesday. I think what changed was Joe Flacco made the one big mistake. You know, he threw the interception after the Patriots had cut it to 27-20, and it gave them a chance to have those last two possessions to go down and win. And I know there are a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that are saying that, look, the, the tank is on in New York. I mean, they set tw- they sent 12 men on the field on a fourth and four on a field goal attempt from the Patriots and get flagged and gave the New England Patriots a first down. There are people that truly believe that the tank is on, and that's why Flacco threw into double coverage. But I do think, Rob, that's where this game changed because it gave the Patriots another possession, gave them a chance to go down and tie the game, and then they had a bad three and out the Jets' offense did. But this doesn't really fix a lot of things that are existed in New England. This is still a team that is struggling. This is still a defense that gave up three touchdown passes to Joe Flacco in the year 2020. I mean, run that sentence back for me, kids. You know what I'm go- where I'm going with it. So it's a team that has some issues on both sides of the ball. I don't know if they could fix it to really get back into contention. They've got the Baltimore Ravens next Sunday night, which is going to be a tough game. Um, but it's better to win this one than lose it. Let's put it that way. Okay, so that's that. I have my question written down here for you, Mark. Am I crazy to say the Jets were the real winners of this game? If we're looking about, you know, the long term outlook, and we are looking about uh, the quarterback situation, yeah. and I just and parlaying that into that question is like, how are we feeling about Cam? Is he the long term answer? Uh, should other measures be taken at that spot? You're the yeah. QB guy, so yeah. I need to I, if you take a spin through Jets Twitter right now. Most Jets fans that I follow, most Jets fans that I know, were celebrating when Nick Folk drilled that kick because they were seeing visions of Trevor Lawrence like slowly slip away from them, which tells you how they feel about their quarterback position. As for the Patriots, 
Cam Newton has played well the past couple of weeks. I mean, you look at his numbers, and he's like 42 of 75 for over 400 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, 40 of 60 for 448, no touchdowns, no picks. 19 carries for 70 yards and three touchdowns over the past two weeks. I, I'd say it's a decision that they're still struggling with. You know, and I, th- I think at the end of the season, they will probably look at perhaps a short-term extension, but yet addressing the quarterback position in the draft. I don't think they're going to be in a position now to get one of the top, say, three guys, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. I know some people have made the Zach Wilson, you know, potential mock draft picks, and some people have said Kyle Trask, somebody that might be available, say, you know, mid to late first round. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's the way they handle it, if they give a short-term extension to Cam and then try to get somebody in the draft to figure it out. I don't think Jared Stidham's the answer. As much as idiots like me thought that maybe there was something there with Jared Stidham, that one seems to have been a miss because every time he's appeared in a regular season game, he's immediately thrown an interception. So that's probably not the answer. Um, They're they're figuring it out with Cam. Um, Obviously, it's a weird set of circumstances with COVID-19, no training camp. Then he tests positive for COVID. You know, Maybe there are still some lingering effects from it, but he's played decent football the past couple of weeks. And so... I think people that were given up on Cam, say, three weeks ago, start to maybe warm back up a bit. Well, and that kind of leads into my next question, because to me, what has marked the Patriots throughout this ridiculous dynasty is the way they evolve within a season. They're always better at the end of a season than they are when the season starts. And I was expecting to see that with Cam, especially with McDaniels and Belichick and a mobile quarterback. It was interrupted because of COVID and all the things that you just mentioned. Do you see, though, an evolution with Cam where they are getting more comfortable with him and figuring out what works and how to put him in positions to succeed? I think, Rob, you're starting to see a little bit of that. You saw some more designed rollouts, some sprint out stuff over the past couple of weeks to try to get him into scenarios where he's more comfortable. Obviously, they're still trying to involve him as an athlete, using his legs, using him as a runner. I think conceptually in the passing game, they're trying to figure out where he's comfortable. You're seeing a lot more you know, two and three receiver concepts, more max protection kind of designs to sort of give him more time in the pocket because you do see him slowly working through reads and he's getting better at it, but there's nowhere near the comfort with the playbook that you saw over the last 20 years with Tom Brady, for example. Uh, so he's trying to sort of piece that stuff together. And so what they're doing is giving him less of the field to read a lot more like two and three receiver concepts where it's sort of one, two, three, and then I'll pull it down if I have to run, if I feel like I don't like what I'm seeing downfield. And you saw some examples of that last night where it worked. Um, you know, the late throw to Jacoby Myers had a huge game to g- give them a chance to convert that last fourth down that they needed to. A uh, couple of throws to Damier Bird where it was clear that he was working to his second and third reads in the progressions. And so they're giving him some more stuff where he's comfortable, but it is a work in progress. And you're right. Usually the Patriots get better as we get into November, December, January. It still seems like they're a bit behind that timetable. You know, maybe it is the lingering effects of the lack of training camp. But here we are in November. We still don't have a true idea of what their identity is. Maybe it is just a run-the-ball team that can rely on play-action throws and Cam Newton's athleticism. And hopefully you get a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball, which honestly might be their biggest question right now as we start looking ahead to the rest of their season. So big picture here, Mark, like what do Patriots fans want to see uh, the rest of the season? You know, I think that's interesting to think about, you know, coming from an outsider perspective of, you know, every year with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, it's, you know, win the Super Bowl or bust. Like, you know, that's that's the goal. But but we've reached the point, you know, they're three and five. Um, they have a six point nine 
nice percent chance at making the playoffs per football outsiders right. uh the defense ranks 31st in dvoa we've kind of touched on some of the things with cam like so so what do patriots fans actually want to see out of the rest of this season realistically it's it's strange blg some people are like look we have an opportunity here to come as close as we ever will as an organization to tank you know, because Bill Belichick is never going to literally tank. I was, I've read people say that he will more likely acquire a tank and take the first overall pick by force than lose games on purpose, which there may be some truth to that. And I wouldn't put it past Belichick to try that. So there are some people that th- think, look, you know, we get a chance to get a top 10 pick, top seven pick, top five pick, take advantage of that, lose a couple of games. Why are we doing this to ourselves? And then there are others that still think there's something here with this team. Cam's getting better. I'd say it's probably a 50-50 split, to be honest, with people that want to see this team sort of lay down and take advantage of this opportunity. And others that say, look, you look around the AFC, Pittsburgh's good, Kansas City's good, Buffalo's good. Um, but there's a way to get into the playoffs and get Bill Belichick into the playoffs with a week to get ready for an opponent. Who knows what can happen? And so I think it's split. You know, bef- Once they lost to Buffalo last week, I was more in the let's take advantage of this camp. Um, and I think I'm still kind of there. A three-point win over the Jets on the final play doesn't exactly show me that this is a team that's ready to make some sort of run. Um, now, if they beat Baltimore, maybe we change things because then you get to four and five. You start looking around. You've got Houston after that. Um, you've obviously got games with Buffalo and Miami, who looks really good and remaining on the schedule. But you know, so a lot might ride on this week. But I do think for the most part, it's like 50-50 right now in New England. People that want to see them just take advantage of this opportunity to have a really good pick in the upcoming draft. And people that say, look, Belichick, Mystique, Aura, we can still sort of make a run with this group. Let's say for the sake of this argument that things don't work out for the Patriots. They don't beat Baltimore. It's a lost season. And they get, you know, a decent pick, maybe 10, 12 of that range. On a scale of 1 to 10, what is your confidence level that the Patriots can, if they decide to take a quarterback in the first round, really nail this first round pick because I look at their draft history in recent years and I am not very impressed with what I see. You know, it, it, my confidence level on that is somewhere near a one. And oh. the reason for that is, Rob, I saw last night, I believe it was Mark Daniels who covers the Patriots for the Providence Journal, uh, who said that, you know, all you Patriots fans that are clamoring for an early round pick, you know, a top 10 pick are going to be really disappointed when Bill Belichick trades out of that spot. Because that's more likely what Belichick will do. And we've seen it. I said last year before last year's draft, I tweeted out the Rick and Morty gif with Rick and Morty giving everybody the double bird saying, this is going to be Bill Belichick when they trade out and then draft a random safety with their first pick. And what happened? They traded out and drafted a safety from a Division II school. Like, this is Bill Belichick's MO. He could have the first overall pick. And we'd all be saying, here we go. Trevor Lawrence, baby. And he drafts some random safety from Vanderbilt or trades out of it. Like, that's how they've done things. And so my level of confidence, even before we get robbed to their rather shaky draft history, which is rather shaky. You know, the reason they were good for 20 years isn't because they drafted Tom Brady in the first round. They drafted him in the sixth round. They passed on him multiple times. I mean, Belichick does things differently, and they've missed on a lot of picks. Nikhil Harry might be the most recent example of that, passing on DK Metcalf twice. Um, so, yeah, my confidence level isn't exactly high that if they have an early pick, they would even make it, let alone pick the right quarterback. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.